Welcome to the Essay for FAs Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today I argue that best advisor rankings are a sort of cynical form of marketing, but I add that all advisors should undertake a positive form of marketing. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, this word on behalf of our sponsor, Invesco. Quick housekeeping note. As I noted yesterday, I prepared this series in advance, knowing that I would not be at work. So if any big breaking market news occurs, you'll know why I'm not addressing it. Now, back to our podcast. In yesterday's podcast, I explained why the criteria that are typical of best advisor rankings place inordinate emphasis on assets under management and revenue produced for the firm. Ironically, factors such as these unduly penalize advisors who don't charge high enough fees. So if you charge lower than average fees, you're not likely going to be deemed the best advisor. What's more, even if we assume that assets under management and revenue production, quality of the practice, philanthropic undertakings, and regulation are all critical, how would the algorithm used to sort this data rank advisors? It can really only rank these abstractions. A cold computer program cannot translate those abstract factors into John Smith is better than Jane Johnson because despite all the data crunching, maybe Jane has greater empathy skills than John and is therefore more effective in eliciting a clarification of her client's goals. Technology cannot penetrate the subtlety of authentic human interaction. Based on the foregoing, I think it is quite obvious that what these rankings are really all about is business. Big business. Barron's, Forbes, and others make a lot of money through sponsorships of their editorial products and events. For the big brokerage firms, it reinforces their corporate values of gathering assets. And for the advisors themselves, it's a marketing bonanza. It lends the credibility of a Barron's or Forbes or whatever other ranker we're talking about as testimony to the excellence of advisors they've never met. And even if there was some sort of ceremonial meeting, the rankers certainly know nothing of the advisor's interaction with clients. And clearly it works, otherwise I would not have received the phone call from that new retiree in Connecticut of whom I spoke in yesterday's podcast. Is this not absurd, if not downright cynical and utterly self-serving? Journalists are proclaiming who are the best advisors in America, with no pretense of having evaluated all or anywhere close to most of the advisors in America. The data mainly come from what large firms are able to verify, mainly concerning assets under management, such that some number of the wealthiest advisors in America are declared to be the best. Who wins? The ad-selling media, the brokerage firms eager to reward their top producers, and the advisors bestowed with this bonanza. Slighted are the many great advisors who are not recognized for their service to the profession, though they may be greater. And even though some of the advisors who are recognized may be deserving of the honor, the process is not truth, justice, and the American way. But here it is worthwhile to add that just as the premise of this series is that every advisor can be a best advisor, I feel it should equally be stated that every advisor can and should market him or herself effectively. Marketing is not a topic we've touched on before, but it's a part of the business of giving financial advice, as advisors need a measure of career success in order to keep on doing what they're doing. Marketing has a negative connotation. People generally don't want to be marketed to. But while much of marketing is overwrought, and some products and services are of lesser value than the image projected for them, 
It needn't be this way at all. Marketing is a neutral tool that can be used positively or negatively. In its most positive sense, marketing benefits consumers by highlighting the value to them of a product or service they might otherwise have overlooked. And that will be our topic in tomorrow's podcast. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich, and our podcast was sponsored by Invesco.